morning and welcome. You've got Dustin Atwood, of course, here in the studio on this beautiful Saturday morning. We are going to get into some of the extended warranty coverages, but before we do, um, I always tune in and listen to Kyle's show when I'm on the way in or I'm sitting down kind of putting my thoughts together about what I should talk about. And on the way in this morning, I actually stopped and got fuel. And I thought that was awfully interesting that Battlefield Bob called in and brought up the fuel prices. Now, I've been in the industry professionally working on 20 years. We're not quite there yet. I got a, a few years to go, but very early on in my career, anybody that remembers back then, probably the mid-2000s, late-2000s, the fuel prices absolutely skyrocketed. And I had tons and tons and tons of customers that had, you know, an eight-cylinder vehicle that pretty much parked them. And it was cheaper for them to go buy an economy vehicle, you know, a little, you know, box, you know, four-cylinder car of some kind. And drive that because we had the $4 plus a gallon fuel prices. We had a lot of folks that needed or depended on those higher capacity vehicles that were coming in trying to get every kind of ounce of fuel economy out of those vehicles. The internet was, I mean, flooded with all kinds of gimmicks and gadgets that usually got you less fuel economy. And so I, I remember that part of it. And, you know, if you if you don't remember or pay attention to history, history will repeat itself. And, and you get to learn that lesson two or three times. And I really feel that's kind of what we're knocking on the door of at this point. You know, fuel prices six, eight months ago, they were fantastic. Obviously, the, the price of, of, you know, crude oil was down to hardly nothing. And I'm sure that wasn't good for big players through, you know, out the world. And so they did something about it. Obviously, you know, the, the pipeline was canceled, etc. And so fuel prices are going back up. And I don't, my personal opinion, foresee that slowing down anytime soon. So we're, we're knocking on the door of those large expenses. You know, I at that point in time, I lived in Marionville, which was, you know, I'd say 30 plus miles from Springfield, worked in Springfield. That was a big part of my budget. Uh, to make sure that I had enough, you know, money in, in gas money to get back and forth to work, as silly as that sounds. Uh, that's a reality for many of us out there. You know, you still want to make sure and pay attention to that. I will say, as far as the gimmicks out there, very, very few of them actually work. And a lot of times, depending, and I don't want to get too technical in this in this arena, um, the depending on whether it's a mass airflow equipped car or a speed density equipped vehicle, you actually will put those on there and get a decrease in performance and fuel economy with a lot of these. And they say money back guarantee, blah, blah, blah. But who actually goes back and gets your 1995 back? I mean, very seldom it, 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 you, anybody does that. And even if they give that money back, you know, what did you get? Did you, you know, have a detrimental impact on that vehicle? Cold air intakes. I have complained and complained and stomped my feet like a spoiled little brat uh, because people buy those and they put them on there and then they show up for a, a performance concern. Now, if gas prices get higher, it'll be a fuel economy complaint um, because the oil bath air filters they wick oil onto the heating element, which measures the column of air coming in. Now, just bear with me. I'm not going to get 
too tech nerdy on you guys. But the bottom line is that oil deposits on the heated element and it no longer accurately measures the airflow correctly. And you get a significant multi uh, mile per gallon decrease, not to mention any kind of performance decrease, regardless of what their marketing says. Okay. Uh, it frustrates the tar out of me when I see vehicles come in with no or poor quality filtration material in them. And even some of my service advisors, you know, over the years, that's part of our training process. Oh, well, an air filter is an air filter. Uh, oil filters and oil filter. Well, no, no, they're not. And I and I spend a lot of time making sure that A1 Custom Car Care, the equipment that we use, is the very best because that is the last line of defense to protect potentially a ten thousand dollar engine that all of you out there are driving. Okay, so that's why we do what we do, and the reasoning that we have the the uh, model that we do when we come to market, and you come in and we service your vehicle. It's not our goal to save you pennies on an air filter or a oil filter or whatever the case may be, transmission filter, uh, you know, cheap fluid. All these components are their whole role is to protect that drivetrain. That's their entire purpose in life, if you will. I realize it's an inanimate object, but just follow along with me here. So why skimp when it's protecting such a high dollar, highly important piece of equipment? It's just not going to happen at A1 Custom. I cannot allow it to happen, honestly, and neither can you. We're in this boat together. I want you to get as many miles out of your vehicles as possible. So what did we do back then when fuel prices were up other than go buy little economy disposable vehicles? A lot of folks really beefed up on their maintenance. Um, it is, a, it, it, as an experience for me and going through that in the past, I really had to beef up on my scan tool data stream diagnostics. Now, that's a, a lot of mumbo-jumbo words. But basically, when you come in and you have a check engine light on, the very first thing the uh, powertrain control module or the computer, brain box, whatever you want to call it, is it retards timing. And it does that because it pollutes emissions less. And the government is the whole entire reason that we all have a check engine light. That check engine light entire purpose was the government said, hey, as a operator or a consumer of this vehicle, we need to let them know that they are not running at peak efficiency. How are we going to do that? Now, there's a counties across the country and a few here in, in uh, Missouri that have emissions tailpipe testing. In order to get your tags, you must be emissions compliant. Now around Springfield at this point in time, we don't have it. I don't foresee it really happening anytime soon, but that's how stringent they are. But through the rest of the 49 states, excluding California, they want you to know from the driver's seat the moment that your vehicle is not running at peak performance and it illuminates a check engine light. That's its entire job. That check engine light doesn't necessarily diagnose what's going on with the vehicle or allow you to make a decision on part exchange of what has failed. For instance, your big box discount parts stores do code reading in the parking lot or they'll hand you one 
and do code reading and allow you to do it. It's a pretty simple process. It's There's not a lot of smoke and mirrors here. It'll say PO171 or PO174, PO300. Those are all designations of different failed emissions codes, okay? All those are a symptom of what's going on with the vehicle. And so the amount of oxygen sensors, catalytic converters, and tune-ups that are done unnecessarily, that are not the cause of it, but because the discount box parts store says it has a PO300 in it or a PO420 or 430 in it, is unbelievable. And that always boggles my mind when somebody comes and they ask about some of the checkout or diagnostic fees. Those fees, they're not just there for us to, you know, be Scrooge McDuck and roll in money. They're, they're not. That is the most difficult, most important, and most valuable thing we do in, that, in those service bays every day is be correct. I don't want to, you know, go about uh, the business of automotive repair by just shotgunning parts of vehicles. And, and, and essentially what that means is, you know, a, a shotgun typically is a scatter gun. It's got a lot of small BBs. They spread out. And hopefully, you know, just by sheer luck, they hit your target. You don't have to be super precise with a shotgun, okay? What that means in the automotive repair is I don't want to just be the best guesser in town. That's not what we do. And I am super proud of our guys that take care of business at the level and caliber they do and actually diagnose a vehicle. Now, sometimes we've got multiple systems that are affected, and it is a little difficult. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I've spent days diagnosing a vehicle, and it, it happens. But our quest is to get to the bottom of it to where you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money somewhere that was unnecessary. So I, I got on my soapbox really early in the show today. We're up against our first break. We're going to be right back after this. All right, welcome back. Of course, you got Dustin Atwood here in the studio, A1 Custom Car Care. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and put my soapbox away, at, at least for a little while today. Um, we've got a couple cool things coming up next Saturday. Uh, you probably won't see them probably until the following week. Uh, this is something Kent and Ryan, they, uh, Ryan you'll see out front at our uh, Sunset store most of the time. He has kind of a dual role. He's done a really awesome, awesome job in this role. Um, he has been a store manager and service advisor for us for many years at this point. Uh, very, very thankful that to have him part of our family, if you will. But in the last, I don't know, probably year, year and a half, give or take, he's really got into a lot of kind of, you know, putting our word out there. So you guys kind of know what we're about a little bit more and more informed, okay? And that that's what the show is about. Regardless of A1 Custom Car Care, my entire focus when I sit down and we think about what it is you and I are going to talk about this week is keeping you informed. You know, at any point in time, I have to consult or hire people in, in different professional fields. Uh, my goal is to get somebody that I communicate at a very high level with and brings me along with the education process. So if I have a legal problem, and it happens, you know, I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. Kyle, even before I got to know Kyle, I was thankfully referred to White Law and Associates. And, you know, in very turbulent times, he was my informed advisor, basically. He was that person. 
And if I get any of those high-speed driving awards, he's my advisor on what I do there. So, you know, things happen in life. Putting your head in the sand and hoping that it all goes away very seldom works. Usually, the problem, you know, continues to grow and grow and grow. Instead of you dealing with it, it deals with you on its terms. And that is a really crummy, crummy place to be. So, with that being said... What Ryan has been doing is getting the word out there and keeping folks informed. Some of the current events going on in the shop, some of the the different things. Kent, you know, behind the scenes is not somebody you all know, but he's been a driving force for that for probably well over a decade at this point and done a smashing job. But what we're going to do is we're going to start taking it to the next level. Kent and I and, and Ryan got to visiting and he's like, hey, you know, we've done some videos over the years. There's some very... Uh, amusing videos of me at a very young point in my career giving some automotive advice we're we're going to step up our game and our production value a little bit and next saturday after i do the show we're going to go over to our sunset location if you haven't stopped by there uh, and, and you're not a normal customer customer of ours that's totally cool uh, but it is a very, very impressive facility. I, I would urge you just to stop by and get a cup of coffee, talk to David or Ryan, whoever is at the counter. Um, they will answer any questions that they can, and if not, they'll set you up an appointment that I can get to the bottom of it or one of my team members can. But my point is, is we're going to go next week and do some educational videos, some of the behind the scenes about some of the processes and procedures that I talk about with you every week. Some of the things that go into an accurate and effective diagnosis of your vehicle, some of the tools, horsepower, and training that we use every single day in those service bays to give you answers that you haven't been able to get from other facilities. I want to open this up a little bit and bring you all in kind of under the veil, if you will, of kind of the, the do's and don'ts about the industry. Some of the things that, you know, give the industry a bad name, to be very honest. There's, there's you know, great doctors out there. There's, you know, doctors that just got a C and barely passed, you know. that That's the same in every industry, and I'm so... Uh, proud of the level or grade of technicians and service advisors that touch your car on a daily basis. So we want to bring you a part of that, let you know what it is and why I am so passionate about the code scan and part, you know, shotgun best guesser in town approach versus, oh, well, you had a vacuum leak and we fixed it for literally hardly nothing versus throwing catalytic converter, oxygen sensor, and tune-up at it. Even if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you can do all that yourself and you buy all those parts and they're wrong, it uh, it definitely added up in a hurry. Not to mention, and this I really probably shouldn't get into this today, but the aftermarket part quality is absolutely atrocious at the moment. So if you are one of those people that calls around and, well, how much is this or how much is that, um, that A is not necessarily the best approach. I've covered that many times. Um, getting the right part down to the dollar as far as the correct quote estimate is definitely always going to be better. But you sure don't want to decide to put an inferior aftermarket part on your vehicle and create more problems because what happens is you put an aftermarket part on there because it the code said it was this part hopefully the sarcasm came through the 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 speaker there and then not only when you bring it to me after you've put all these aftermarket poor inferior quality parts from big box park store x 
and never going to work a stand, as Ryan always likes to say. I have to diagnose all those problems, have that discussion with you, say, hey, this part's new, but new doesn't mean good. Get those problems taken care of that did not exist before, and more often than not, the folks don't have the part that was removed from the vehicle, so I can't put it back to factory. And then after I get all that worked out, which time is money, so let's keep this in mind, I get all that worked out, then finally I can diagnose the root cause of the problem. Now, all of that added up to expense. Whether you bought all your own parts and put them on there and, and saved a dollar, if you're able to do that accurately, I tip my hat to you. That is a very, very far and few in between thing. And if you're good enough to do that, more power to you. If not, be cautious about that. Just because it says it's on the internet, you know, that it's such and such, that it's really, it's like going to WebMD and then taking that print out to the doctor. I know some of you out there have done that and you see the doctor's eyes roll back in their head and they're like, look, if it was that easy, I wouldn't have went to school for seven to 10 years to get my doctorate. That's the same deal. I'm not saying we're all doctors and surgeons, but the reality is being informed and doing your due diligence of testing and inspection is the most important and valuable expensive thing that we do every day, but it saves you as the consumer the very most money. So, Wow, that soapbox deal just continued to go and go and go. I told you all that we were going to talk about extended warranties today, didn't I? Well, let's dive into that. So I got up this morning. We're getting everything ready, Stacy and I and Brindley. Um, we're kind of getting things going. She's going through the mail. She may have done this the other night. I don't know. But they're kind of where I sit at the kitchen table. There is a extended warranty, um, I guess, sales material out there sitting at the the table now she's got a very nice 2016 gmc arcadia i've taken immaculate care of this vehicle to make sure it is in fantastic running order but it's very interesting to look through and read this extended warranty now am i completely against all extended warranties no there are a couple good extended warranties out there um, if you have questions about one that you have or one that you are being offered to purchase or if you get a mailer like we did just at, at random i urge you before you sign up or buy it at point of purchase on the car to call one of our stores and ask them about whatever company it is all of our service advisors deal on a regular basis with multiple extended warranties and they're going to know the ones that are really on your side or actually want to live up to the promises that they agreed to when you purchased their extended warranty or the ones that are sheerly in business to find every little fine print loophole not to pay out on a repair. Or my biggest pet peeve is to try and do a subpar shoddy repair just because they're paying for it. Now, that's something I won't do, and I'll explain a little bit. Uh, more as we go through this section but this one here i've got it in front of me says 2016 gmc arcadia um, there are three levels of coverage and the the lowest coverage is 64 dollars a month and their their verbiage is says uh covers high-tech items such as navigation backup sensors climate controlled seats sunroof and more but wait there's more there's coverage too says covers powertrain components, including engines, transmissions, air conditioning, and more. That's $102 a month. 
And then the the gold standard or platinum package, if you will, is our most comprehensive coverage, protects 75,000 vehicle components, is $175 a month. Actually, $174. That sounds better. So when you flip it over and you read the fine print, they'll only give this coverage per month, by the way, until the vehicle's 13 years old. And if you drive under so many thousands of miles a year, which if I'm not mistaken, let me look here, under 15,000 miles a year. And you may think that that sounds like a lot. And in 2020, that probably was because there wasn't a lot of people necessarily traveling as much as they you know, have been in the past. But I see a ton of people drive over 15,000 miles a year. Just a normal running around going to church, to the doctor, kids to school, to their after-hours activities, basketball practice, all that jazz. Um, and there is a deductible on here. So not only is it going to cost you whichever coverage you want per month, you're also going to have to pay a $100 deductible if you are under 15,000 miles per year per visit. And if you're over that, there's a $500 deductible. So let me just kind of give you my take when I'm the service advisor, because not only do I do uh, repair work in the bays, there are moments in time where I do live at the front counter and, and, uh, and, and fulfill that role as well. I think that's important for me to have good perspective experience in that role to make sure that we are doing the best practices as possible. So I will check the car, do my checkout, do my digital vehicle inspection, diagnose the vehicle, document what's going on, get that up front, build the estimate. The perception of most of the salespeople selling these extended warranties is that it just covers everything. I cannot tell you how many times that's been told to a customer buying a car or you know maybe one of these mailers, oh yeah, we cover all this stuff. And then when I have to do a claim, it's like pulling teeth to get them to do a quality repair. And then I've got a customer that's not expecting to have any money out of pocket. But because of all the small fine print here, they have a balance that they're not ready to pay. Okay. And I'll give you some fine examples of this as we go through the show, but I don't want to get into too deep. I want to, I want to talk about the meat and potatoes of what I see here. So you've been paying anywhere from $64 to $175 a month, every single month, up to 10 years. So this is a 10-year plan, or if the vehicle's 13 years or older. It does not go in effect for at least 30 days. Now, I understand that because some people will... Uh, have a problem and try and work the system so they'll they'll have a transmission concern they'll get a coverage warranty deal and they'll try and bring it right in and they're like nope that's pre-existing we're not covering it so then it's all this whole thing I understand why they do that but their peace of mind is what they're paying for here okay you know, at $175 a month, there is a ton of maintenance and repair that we can do to prevent that versus paying all that and then getting to the point of needing the coverage and them saying, oh, we don't pay for fluids. We don't pay for taxes. We don't pay for diagnostic and checkout time. Oh, yeah, you've also got a deductible there. So on such and such bill, you're still out several hundreds of dollars. And that's a really misrepresentation about what they're selling, in my opinion. 
We're down at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to give you some specific examples after we come back from the break. All right, welcome back. We're about halfway through the show. So a lot of normal extended warranty is at point of purchase of a used vehicle. And I'm not, I realize I'm kind of poo-pooing on, on all their stuff. Um, and, and it's not quite that way. It's just far and few in between to find a good one. So, you know, there are certain companies that we have done work for for years, have a really excellent relationship and we know that they're not really the what I would consider the the you know the shyster of the extended warranty. There's some good ones out there, so just be informed. Like I said, if you uh, are looking at getting one or have questions about one, call, do your online research. Just don't sign at the bottom line. This one is a monthly uh, agreement here, and more often than not, what I see happens here: um, people pay every month you know, they're, you know, that peace of mind. So they're paying for insurance and something happens, you know, six, eight, 10 months later. And and they're very prominent in this ad that the, you know, you can cancel at any time. Well, so they, they, you know, need it maybe a year into it. They see how crummy the coverage is. And so they cancel it after they do whatever. And they're like, ah, well, this company got your money for a year or two years or three years, and yeah, it's easy to cancel, but how much automotive maintenance and repair could you have actually gotten something for your money instead of just shelling it out to one of these shield companies um, and 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 not getting anything back in return? So the even the top coverage here at $175 a month, some of them do it all front-loaded, like when you buy it, you finance it in there. So not only are you paying for the, the plan, but you're paying whatever the interest rate is on that plan as well. Sometimes they're a few thousand bucks. Now, there are times when you're buying a new vehicle from the lot and you can buy, you know, at point of warranty expiration from the factory, an extension for the factory warranty. Now, that those are good plans, and I urge our customers to do those. Um, there are certain other companies that we urge, you know, hey, if they call and say it's such such company, the advisor will be able to give you some insight if they've worked with them before. Now, these plans pop up all over the, you know, creation. So if it's a new company, we'll have to do some some research, and so will you, making sure that it's a, a good, legit, long-term, not just kind of one of those uh, uh, slick willies as they come in town. Um, so that's important. Do they sometimes handle what they're supposed to? Yes, they, they do. We I just had this last week, I happened to be at the Sunset location. I was, you know, coming, passing through the office for whatever it was, and there was a gentleman at the counter. And so I said, hey, they getting you all taken care of? And he said, yeah, I'm here. I'm a uh, an inspector for such and such extended warranty. I'm like, oh, okay, fantastic. So on certain repairs, they will actually send out a inspector, which is cool. I have zero concerns with that as long as he or she is a qualified inspector. Now, I've had folks come out, for the most part, have been ex-technicians. They've been in the business a long time. This gentleman was master certified, fantastic drivability technician. He actually drove up out of northwest Arkansas and uh, kind of just wanted to document, not just for us to make sure we were above board, but this was a fairly new purchase from a uh, used car dealership of some kind. I'm not sure where it came from. 
And they wanted to make sure this wasn't a pre-existing condition, etc. They did cover it. We ended up getting the customer taken care of on the road. Extended warranty did everything they were supposed to. But they just want to have a checks and balances, which is awesome. I think, you know, it should happen more. Where I get a little sideways on this stuff is if there is an internal failure in an engine, transmission, transfer case, or rear differential, they will require a teardown to point a failure failure to make sure it was a mechanical failure. Okay, Where this comes to be important for you as the consumer and hopefully the peace of mind that your hard-earned money is paying for is that typically they won't pay for teardown time. Now, if I have to disassemble an engine or a transmission or a differential, transfer case, etc., none of that is fast work. That's all what we consider heavy line, heavy repair work. And it's very time consuming. Anybody that's opened the hood on anything since probably 2010 or later, it's very difficult sometimes to even see where the engine is located. Transmission starts and the engine stops. Where the differential, you know, depending on the case, if it's all-wheel drive, what does what, power takeoff unit. It is amazing how they have really built and engineered some of these cars. And, and it's not all bad. It does make it harder to service and repair. But they're getting a lot more out of a lot less. You know, it's it's actually enjoyable to drive a four-cylinder car at this point in time versus a four-cylinder car in the 90s that was a gutless wonder and wouldn't get out of its own way. I mean, some of those uh, Cavaliers back then, some of the Ford, uh, I think even the Focus in the early days, the Escort prior to that, I mean, man. You could time these things with a calendar from zero to 60. It was just amazing that they you, you had to get a run to pass anybody. It was brutal. Now, you get in a little Chevy Cruze, a late model Fusion Focus, any of your Asian uh, import cars. Those are peppy, peppy little responsive forced induction, four cylinders, getting 30 plus miles to the gallon. So it's not all bad. I'm not all the gloom and doomer. I just want to be real. Let's look at the facts. And when I look at the facts and we go through this, um, if I have to tear it down to point of failure on an internal component, it's not that I can't do it. It's that I don't feel like that should be left to the customer to prove their case of, hey, I've got eight or 10 hours to find point of failure. Okay, we'll pay for an engine now or a transmission. And you're, the customer's now got, you know, five, eight, and then, you know, $1,500 worth of work. Oh, wait, there's more. We don't pay for fluids, taxes, or diagnostic. So all that is left to the customer. So a lot of times at best, you know, they'll pay, you know, maybe – 60% of the ticket, 80%, and on a good day, more on the norm is, is about 50% of the ticket. So the customer expectation is I've paid out all this money per month or I paid all this money up front and I have worry-free driving. Oh, wait, you have to prove all your maintenance has been done in a timely manner, which if we're doing your service, that's no big deal because all of our stuff is documented and reported to Carfax. So if we're doing your normal service, that's covered. If it's not, and maybe you do it yourself, now you've got to go back and prove all that because that's a loophole 
that they will refuse payment on. So my point of this whole deal to kind of wrap this up and make it real before I have to run this into a next segment is for, you know, $174 a month plus all these deductibles, it is more um, beneficial to you even if you save half of that. So let's say you put $100 a month or, or $90 a month, $80 a month in a little kitty and when you have an issue the coverage or the money is there and if god forbid you never have an issue that's great but even to back that up a little bit further the national average for automotive repairs this is not just a one custom car care this is across the country the average ticket is anywhere from 325 dollars to 375 that's the average repair bill. Now, there are some larger repair bills in there when you come into a, uh, a failure of part. There are some maintenance bills in there to keep up on standard uh, preventative maintenance. I talk about that all the time. Our staff is more than equipped and knowledgeable to prevent a lot of these failures. Is making sure that, you know, for th an average ticket, is $350. So if you pay this for six, eight, 10 months, you have well more than given away more money than it would have cost just to do standard repairs on your vehicle, whether it's tires, brakes, oil change, coolant exchange, trans exchange, power steering exchange. And then in the midst of that, maybe you get one that has a larger repair bill in that over say like a five to 10 year window. If you don't do any maintenance, I will guarantee that you will have many repair bills. You know, you would think from the automotive standpoint, I would rather people not maintain their car, but that could not be farther from the truth. Maintenance repair or maintenance, uh, preventative maintenance is always cheaper, less expensive and schedulable meaning that you pick the time versus not doing preventative maintenance and then the tow truck picks the time of when they bring the vehicle to us. I don't want you having to do that. I don't want you to have to shell out the extra cash, honestly. But we need to take one more break. We'll be right back in a moment. All right. Welcome back. We've got just a little bit of time as we go through. And, you know, I get to meet so many of you at any of our service locations. The guys and gals are there today, eight to five, Monday through Saturday. Uh, I know last week, many of you all stopped in just to say hi, have a little cup of coffee and, and get to know some of them. I talk or, or try and share some of those experiences with our team. So hopefully you guys kind of have an expectation of who it is that's, you know, going to come in and, and who's going to be taking care of business. A lot of times folk expect me to be at one of the locations, and I am, I assure you. It's just sometimes I'm a very hard target to hit because we have multiple locations. I'm running between all of them. Alan is a, a great uh, friend and counterpart. Him and I share the operational workload, if you will. Whatever needs to be done, you know, the buck stops here with both of us, and, and, it's, and it's awesome to be able to do that. So if you have or been what I consider kind of a shop hopper, now what does that mean? Oh, I run over here for my maintenance and tires. I go over here for, 
you know, some of my diagnostic work. I go here because they're open on Saturdays. It, it's it's not as uh, congruent of a repair experience for your vehicle. Now, why in the world does any of that matter? If you've got a shop that you believe in, whether it's ours or not, stick with one person because the consistency of repairs is going to benefit you long term. Okay. If you're running all over town and you're taking the easy stuff to, you know, a chain store or a box store, if they've got good help there and taking care of business, that's great. But if you don't trust them to do the heavy line diagnostic repair, I see this time and time again where some of the simple repairs don't go well. And then it ends up costing collateral damage, which equals money out of y'all's pockets that we take care of later because of whatever it was. Uh, you know, sometimes they don't get the air filter box snapped back in correctly. They don't do the reset procedures that we have been trained. So, for instance, the late model 2017, 2016 and newer GMs, if you need a battery replacement because your battery has degraded enough to give you a no start, the engine control module has monitored the degradation of that battery and then controlled the charging or upped the charging ability to get as many miles and time out of that battery as possible. It's a very sophisticated but very well put together system. What people that don't keep up on training know is that when you put a new battery, which, you know, in, in most people's mind, that's a very simple repair, that if you don't tell the system that you have installed a new battery and it needs to reevaluate its adapted, learned charging ability, it will cook that brand new battery. Now, anybody that's bought batteries lately knows that they're just about as, you know, going up at the same rate as, as gasoline and diesel at the moment is that a new, good quality battery, even, uh, you know, lead acid, let alone the amount of AGM, which is absorbed glass mat battery, which is uh, more common than they ever were before. The cost is, is going up great. It's not to where you can get a 60 or $70 battery from the, you know, Never Start brand or whatever. It is something you need to be very aware of. So you save a buck or two and maybe do it yourself or you go to a big box parts store that does it as a courtesy. And if they are, you know, an entry level person that doesn't know, nor do they have the equipment, by the way, they're going to cook that battery and they're going to cook it. And then what happens over long term? So maybe you take it back and they warranty it. It ends up cooking the alternator. And the alternator's very expensive as well. And maybe that's not something that the parts store can just throw in there for you at a courtesy. As that system is very sophisticated, this has been on uh, German vehicles for years and years and years. And I always thought it was kind of silly. It's mainly because I didn't understand it back then. As I got more educated as A1 Custom Car Care adapted and continued to grow with the industry... I understand it much, much better now. Those vehicles will get a significant greater life expectancy being able to tr uh, control the charging ability as well as the uh, load on the engine. You know, back in the day, the alternator's charging all the time. It's just working, 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 working. That's not the case anymore. It can turn on or duty cycle control, which basically means it runs at a percentage of the time depending on load. That gives you better economy, better performance, better idle quality, 
a host of benefits that go along with that, but you must know how the system works. Otherwise, you're going to cost yourself money. Same scenario. It's getting to the point where when we replace many, many parts, there is a learn procedure that must be done to make sure and protect that new part or tell it what you want it to do. So if you need a window motor and regulator installed, there's a learn procedure so the auto open and auto close works correctly. The aftermarket companies, which are cheaper by the way, still don't have it figured out. So what happens is you save a few hundred dollars and you get a part that doesn't work or it doesn't work very long. How do I know this? Because I have attempted to save that few hundred dollars at points in time and every single time it comes back to bite me and that customer in the butt. Now, did we take care of it? Yes, we did as a company. But the loss of time to that customer is just as valuable as, as the loss of money and time for us. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a part of that. I have customers constantly call in and say, hey, big box parts store, blah, 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 sells this part for this. Why do you want what we want for the, the part? Which, you know, sometimes is very similar, if not less. And then sometimes is much more for a factory OE, original equipment is what that stands for, part. And so we tell them, because we've already tried it, that manufacturer, because we live, eat, and breathe the automotive industry, is inferior, and it will not work. And if it does work, it won't work very long. So I was basically forced, if you will. The customer's always right. So they insisted we install such and such alternator. Well, we did not up front back that part as far as part and labor. It's just not going to happen because I know it's not going to work. And at the end of it, the customer said, yes, from now on, I will listen to your advice. You guys are a proponent for me on my behalf, even if I don't know any better. And so we went ahead and installed it. It didn't even make it out of the bay. At that point in time, we've gone back to the customer, had the discussion, hey, what we talked about happened. It's not going to work because the aftermarket part quality is just not there at this point in time we need to step up and put an original equipment part it's xyz dollars so that's where we're at customer agreed we fixed it car's still running like a champ because we set the standard of repair and we know what it is that we can help out with what's in your best interest and what sometimes you must buy once cry once and what i mean by that is you buy the good one and fix it right the first time because you don't have time, and neither do I, to do it a second time. I take a ton of pride when I touch one of your cars that I've made it as good, if not better, than when it came in before it was broke. Sometimes even before you bought it, I've made it better, or we have, not, not necessarily just I. I've got some amazing, talented folks, honestly, that do this better than I do, which is awesome. But the point is still there, is... That time is money for all of us. We know what we can do to help you. And we know what, unfortunately, sometimes you just got to swallow the pill and go on with it and fix it right the first time so you don't have that issue. When we set the standard of repair, we're going to offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty part and labor. Why in the world does that matter? Because essentially, for the next three years or 36,000, we own that part still. 
we're going to take care of it if anything happens. If you're in Florida, if you're out in uh, Colorado, I had a failed part out in Colorado. It had been on there about two and a half years. We stepped up, took care of it, got the customer's son back on the road. That's the peace of mind that I'm after, not these monthly fees where I throw money away until I need them and then they're not there in my corner. The reason that our warranty is so put together and so well is because the red tape as a consumer frustrates the crap out of me. I don't want to put you all through that. So if we set the standard of repair and we know what it's going to take to fix your car, the red tape is no longer there. If something happens, it happens. I get it. We're going to be there. We're going to take care of business. Hopefully you're locally and we can control it in-house. If not, we can do it from afar. We can take care of business, get those customers back on the road. Even when you have a failed part, it does happen. Even if you buy a new car, sometimes you have warranty for a reason. So hopefully this helped you be informed. I look forward to sharing the videos with you all. Have a fun and safe weekend. We're here 8 to 5, Monday through Saturday, for all your automotive repair needs.